QED Studios here in Astoria, Queens. On Halloween. <laughs> it's spooky. It's spooky outside. I forgot it was Halloween and I walked outside and I looked down the street and everyone was dressed up and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. That's what, did, what day it is. <laughs> what, who did, what did you see? I saw octopus. Um, a lot of superheroes. I, I saw a lot of families that were the Incredibles. That's oh, yeah, That's a popular costume. Justin day. Timberlake, I think, I saw on Instagram. He Ooh. was the Incredibles. A lot of Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. Seen All right. Really great costumes, guys. Wonderful. Congrats. Congrats <laughs> to your costumes. <laughs> we are happy to be back in your ears, and we have a very special guest today. And we are going to be talking about a hot topic issue. Hot, hot, hot. Um, that's, uh, in the, uh, campaigns and, um, the issues that you're seeing candidates talk about, especially for the upcoming election we have, which is Tuesday, November 6th. Go vote. And if this episode is out after, I hope you voted. You you better, (laughs) you better vote it. So what are we talking about? That's so hot today, Uni. So today we are getting into the topic of climate change mm-hmm. and how that affects everyone and and our world and yeah the globe in our world and i've been learning about it we're not totally well versed in the subject so we wanted to bring i'm not at all really special that has really yeah. directly been influenced and affected by climate change yeah and we all kind of have in a lot in a lot of ways and in the next in the very near future, it's yes. we're gonna we're gonna be feeling we're it. gonna be feeling the effects. And so, I just want to also clarify that we are speaking from the standpoint that climate change is a real thing. It's real. It's not fake. Is how it's not we believe, news. and we'll be speaking on. Yes. <laughs> so, so with that, with that, without any further ado, we have a very good friend, a new friend actually for me, which. Um, We've been cultivating our friendship, and I love that. this wonderful woman is super talented. She's a vocalist, a musician, an activist, an artist. I don't know how she does it all, but she does it. <laughs> she's an educator, and she's a student. An educator as well, exactly. You'll hear about what she's studying. Yes. Hey, guys. Yeah. So give it up oh, for there she is. <laughs> Patricia Luis Roman. I've been trying not to laugh because I wanted to wait for the introduction, but, you know, I just wanted to jump in like, yeah, <laughs> Halloween, yeah. <laughs> we love that. Black Panther, yay. yay. Climate change, horrible things that are happening. Yeah. Yay. yay. Darkness. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Thank you so, for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for caring about my story, Uni. Um, I just go around talking about myself and, and it's like, it's an honor to, to, on, to see people really take an interest about things that have happened to me and, and things that matter. So thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for wanting to share. And then I think for me, 
we all feel the effects of climate change to a certain extent, but to talk to someone who really felt the effects mm. and lived the effects and mm -hmm. then you're doing so many positive things because mm -hmm. of that with your life, mm. um, I'm so excited for you to share what those things are and, and why, why, why it was so important to you. Well, with climate change, I never really even knew. I was just like you. I had no, I, well, I did, but I was too busy worrying about it's other things. It's over there. It's over it's there. It's over there. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or I'm just too busy fighting about a lot of other things. You know, being from Puerto Rico, I was very passionate about, you know, anti-colonialism and what mm. Puerto Rico is going through in, in, in terms of our relationship with the United States, you know, and then how when Maria came, it just unveiled all, you know, just the terrible relationship with, we have, we have had for the past hundred and so years with the United States. But then um, when I, when I started working for the Climate Museum, which was very recently, it was maybe two months ago, they called me to do a mural to help them paint a mural with kids for them because I had been doing, you know, visual arts for a long time. Um, I'm also a musician, so I'm just a creative overall. And, um, you know, it was an honor, but when I, I had no idea why they called me. And, and when we sat down, I sat down with Miranda, um, the president of the whole thing. Um, she said, well, Patricia, you, um, you basically have been through climate change, you know, Puerto Rico went through a six-month drought that you were part of, but even before the hurricane. It was six months of no water that I had to go get water from the river and all that stuff. But I never really wow. put things together. I never really realized that it was because of extreme heat. It, it was because of climate change. We were just going through the motion, you know. Well, we don't have any water. and um, But then I started seeing how Coca-Cola, Dasani... Um, Uh, vans would come into the lake right next to my house and they would take the water before giving it to the people around the lake. What? Yeah, so um, that's called climate justice, injustice, basically, climate injustice. Then that's, I started, you know, dabbing more into the whole thing. And, and Miranda from the Climate Museum said, Patricia, the reason why we work on climate change is because basically it just brings out every single thing that you might have been fighting about. It just encompasses everything. Because when a country gets hit, like New Orleans, Puerto Rico, you see where you lie, like how society, how we look at each other in terms of priority. Who is a priority? Mm -hmm. Who is less of a priority? Um, who lives where? How much does do the homes cost? Can we get the land? Can we get them out? You know, and climate change just brings that into perspective it just puts it all on the table so they said what better way to be an activist you've always been an activist about other things but what better way to be an activist than speaking from you know just grasping it from the root the problem from the root so um so my That's story an amazing story i try and it's a lot I'm do you know how they found you Um. Oh my God. Well, yeah, that's a, that's long a whole story. other thing. Okay. It's, it's a. It's a. Yeah. It's a whole. Okay. So starting from the beginning, I. I'm, I'm not from New York. I've been living here for the past year since Hurricane Maria hit. A New York newbie. Uh, I'm a New York newbie, mm -hmm. and there were a lot of people that wanted to help me. So when I came here, um, you know, a lot. A lot of Puerto Ricans uh, from the Bronx helped me, and it was. It was very humbling to see that we had a family outside of Puerto Rico. We we knew that, but we didn't feel it until mm. we came here. And, and I just started getting calls. People were like, you can stay with me. What do you need? Um, so I met this man called William. 
um, William, uh, and he's and he has a organization called Juca Arts from the Bronx, and he dedicates and himself. William Acevedo. Acevedo, yeah. Acevedo. Yeah, William Acevedo. Mm -hmm. So he's been doing a lot of community work with kids and young, you know, young people from the Bronx, and making a lot of wonderful statements in in the Bronx with their murals. And he got a call from the Climate Change Museum, and so. They contacted me. He said, I have the perfect person. I met her. She just moved here. She was displaced from the hurricane. She has a lot of experience in this. She was also, I was also doing murals back in Puerto Rico with different people. I was working with the mayor of San Juan, Carmen Yulín, through my my ex-boyfriend. You know, we were all, we all, we were all artists. He worked with a lot of friends of ours in common. So we when Carmen Julin wanted to put together San Juan and make it look really nice, uh, she gave us a call and we worked. And if you go to San Juan, you see a lot of the murals that we did. Wow. So, um, so we did that. And then we also worked with prisoners. You know, she, she wanted to do a lot of good things for the community. So, um, we worked with prisoners, people that, you know, were ready to get out of prison that were, had great, um, um, they had great, you know, they, they had, you know, they weren't dangerous. They had, they had, I don't know how you call that when you have a good, you know, you have good attitude in, in the, in the, a good demeanor, good behavior. Is that, the, right. they oh, could, in the, you know, oh, in the actual, in the prison, in you, the know, prisons. you know, yeah, yeah, good you behavior, get points, you yeah. get better, better right, right. For, for good behavior, yeah. for good yes. behavior. So they let, I don't know them. if that's the actual term, but that's, I don't think it's the actual term, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but they're nonviolent <laughs> and they're not a um, threat to the, to the community and they're very community. talented mm -hmm. so, yeah. and they love art so we yeah. took them out and uh, and that was great wow, so that's really great yeah so based on that um the climate museum gave me a call and i just um was very honored you know i was very honored i i did this mural with the kids we we had a workshop and we talked about my experience and my history and i just wanted the kids to understand that this mural was going to be it, it was their statement. It was their ideas. I just took all of their ideas and put it together. But I wanted them to understand that, like you said, climate change is real. Yeah. It's it's it it's not going to happen. It's already happening. And as New Yorkers, we don't even know. Most of us don't even know that New York is going to be underwater um, before the century is over. Actually, can you? You can't. You can't imagine can't that. Imagine no, that. no, nobody really. Nobody really thinks of it until We're it not, happens to you. Right. Exactly. Until you're affected. Mm -hmm. I remember feeling that way during Hurricane Sandy, mm. when that hit around this time. Was it Halloween? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Or right around. It was either cold or getting cold. I can't. Remember. It was October. October. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in New York and uh, my parents are in Connecticut and two hours away and going there and everyone was living life normally. They hadn't been affected by the hurricane. And I was like, what's wrong with you people? Yeah. Do you know what just happened? Yeah. But you know, you hear about uh, natural disasters happening all the time, all over the world. And you don't yeah. feel it until no. as heavy until you personally experience that until you personally experience it and i don't think it has to get to that point no it doesn't that's the problem right. with this situation people need to feel it before it happens in order to not end up in that predicament like right. i did right. mm -hmm. 
now that I felt it, now that I went through it, now that I was basically homeless for a whole year, you know, jumping from sofa to sofa, after a whole year of like building my name again, you know, after I had already been building my name in Puerto Rico for 10 years as a singer, as a professional, respected, you know, I was getting calls. It was very humbling to come to New York and realize that I was a nobody again, you know, very humbling. Completely and displaced, completely against what you wanted for your life. Yeah, and a lot of us. I kept, I kept, uh, I kept in contact with a lot of my friends. Oh, sorry, guys. No um, and a lot of my friends that were displaced were going through the same thing. They're like, Patricia, people don't understand. You know, they wow. they say they want to help us, but by the by the month or the months, two months that we're staying in their house, it's like, okay, but when are you leaving? Uh, I got to get back to my life. And being somebody who's displaced is literally being somebody who is at the mercy of people's kindness. So you start seeing character in everybody. You start really understanding. You know, it's like things that we don't really notice because we're on the go. But where you, when you're as vulnerable as somebody who's displaced, you start seeing where humanity's at with with everybody else. How how aware are we of helping each other? How aware are we that my problems are your problems? You know, how aware are we that if we don't take if we don't take action now because of my problems, because of people in New Orleans, if you don't take action because of people in Houston or what happened to them in Houston, even though it didn't happen to you, it might happen to you very soon because this pro- this problem isn't going away. It's going to get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. You know, hurricanes are getting stronger. Uh, Hurricane Sandy was Category 2, I believe, and it was devastating to New York. We got a Category 5, and it's not that far off, you know, for us to get in New York Category 5. Mm-hmm. It's not. You know, it's it, yeah. it could really it really could happen. It's just a matter of when. How long were you when when Maria hit? How long were you on the island, and what made you? Um, what made you come here? Okay, yeah. Like, um, what was that whole experience like? Well, before Hurricane Maria hit, Puerto Rico was was already going through a situation politically. We owe like seventy two billion dollars to creditors and to the United States, and we've just been taking a lot of loans for a long time, selling a lot of bonds. And that was already affecting me as a musician. There were a lot of protests happening because of the debt. All that money that we owe to the United States, Puerto Rico, has now to pay it back. We have to pay it back. So what does that mean? That means that the priority for you know giving money to schools, priority for fixing the roads or making communities a little bit more safe, all that stuff goes out the window. We have to pay these creditors back. So when Maria came, that really you know screwed us because yeah, <laughs> we need yeah because we need the money to put it into education we need the money for for agriculture and it's it's it was just affecting me as a musician because you know I, the value of music you know it, it was something that it was a luxury you know it's not you don't i don't get paid as well in Puerto Rico doing the same job I'm doing here in New York never in a million years you know it was just the market was way low and uh, my studio you know the whole street in my studio got destroyed where I was doing my album that got destroyed you know it it was just a lot of things that weren't allowing me to grow as a person Mm -hmm. and that's why a lot of people my age left because we want to grow we we know we have a lot to give 
but our government and what's happening with the debt and with Maria isn't really allowing us. It's just going, it would have just been a situation of survival every day. And to this day, it's not as bad as it was last year, but it was scary. You know, it was scary when I realized that I had to wake up and I just only had time to do one task. Like, today I have to go get food, and that's all I'm going to focus on. And it was craziness in the street, and it was wow. like, it was an adventure to go get food and then realize that everything was rotten in every supermarket I went to because every system is connected. So people were dying. People, people were dropping like flies in hospitals, and it was because of a hurricane. But it's not the hurricane. It's everything afterwards. It's how it destroys society, destroys our system. And it. And at the end of the day, people start dying if you're not prepared. So, um, right. so every day. There was, no, there was no access to, like, electricity. There was mm-hmm. no access to water, like you said, mm-hmm. even gas. Gas was gold, and that's that's the key right there. That's when you see, like, we value gas so much, and this is exactly what's warming up the world. But gas was so important that we people were being held at gunpoint in gas stations. It was dangerous sometimes to go get gas because you didn't know who was going to, you know, come up with a gun and be like, give that to me, you know. Um, and it was very sad that mm-hmm. we were going after each other for gas. It brought out the worst in society. It brings out the worst in society. Yeah, as you've been saying. And the best. I mean, a lot of good things happen, too. A lot of beautiful stories. A lot of beautiful stories and and, and great people. You know, Puerto Ricans are amazing. But we saw saw both sides, Mm. you know? Yeah. The extremes. Yeah. We saw both extremes. So it just led me to realize that I have to come to the United States and just you know make a start over my life and and if I could ever come back and if I ever have the the opportunity to come back then so be it but for now I can't I can't go back (laughs) was there a moment did something happen where you said okay I have to go now no yeah it was a lot of moments (laughs) no I remember the moment it was in I was in my room And I was sweating and I was all bit up by mosquitoes and I had not Uh. slept in days because the sounds of the generators were keeping me up and my hair was all messed up and I was skinny because we were, I was only eating watermelon every day because we, Uh. because I would rather eat watermelon than eat canned food. And I just looked at the mirror and it's like, it's not even the hurricane, everything that had happened before, you know, all my, a lot of things got canceled. You know, I was doing a musical for a whole year. You were doing a really popular musical. A very popular musical yeah. that I was lead artist of. For six months, I stopped singing. I Can did you a, say which musical it was? It was no? called Once on this Island. Yeah. It's the one that's on Broadway now. But and it won, just won Best Musical. It did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Yes. I still yeah. got to go and see it. But we did the first Spanish version, and it was a lot of work for six months. And because of these protests of what I said, um, uh, the depth and all that, uh, we had to cancel it. So imagine wow. six months of working. You would think that would bring some economic success mm. to Puerto Rico. Well, Hamilton but I'm sure will. <laughs> What's that? Hamilton will. Oh, Hamilton. yeah. That's coming in January, so we hope so. Lin-Manuel is trying to make some money for yeah. us. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, 
So yeah, so so that got canceled, and then Maria came, and I was broke, and it was just like it was just one thing after the other. So I was all stinky in my room, looking at myself in the room, just like Patricia, you gotta get the out of here. <laughs> I just think it's amazing though that you are laughing about it now, yeah, because that was not, not funny. At that point, you it's, were not, like, oh it's not funny, God. and the fact that you can laugh and. I can just tell your energy is just so radiant that, you know, of course, I feel like moving here is tough. I want to hear more about when you first got here. But, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, your story about getting connected to the Climate Change Museum, it's just like this, a beautiful example of networking and just Mm. having faith in yourself and 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 being a good person Mm. and opportunities happen. Yeah, I yeah, definitely. I when you come to a city, the what do you think? You know, when you don't you don't know a lot of people, or the people that you know are just too busy to help you, and that's right. under I understand. You that's know. a New Yorker. It's a New Yorker. So it you know it was like I said, it's a it's a it's a place of being vulnerable, so vulnerable, and being at the mercy of people's kindness. So I just really had to forget about music. I actually just mm-hmm. picked up the guitar again, maybe two months ago, and just recorded, finished recording my album. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank to hear it. Yes, Thank you finally. So, but it was a cool. whole year of saving money again, you know, starting over again, and um, so yeah, being at people's mercy, and so I just said, you know what, I'm just gonna stop, stop. I'm just gonna stop. This is not a time to make you know, make career moves and, you know, I just, it's a time to really reflect and to make friends, Mm -hmm. you know, and to find a family outside of home, you know, Mm. Um, which must've been really hard. mm. Yeah. It's still a process, you know, I'm, Mm. you know, I'm still getting, you know, it's hard, you know, it's, it's different kind of lifestyle in New York. Yeah. Um, There's such a, there's such a realness with what you just said, because a lot of times when people, and it has a lot to do with everything that you went through and the type of person you are. Because when people move to new places, many times people are just like, oh, I'm here to get this money. I'm here to get this check, blah, blah, F this, every F everybody or whatever. But you, the fact that you said, let me push this aside for a second and connect with people in a real way mm. and, that, and, and make real relationships just... Mm-hmm. to lift to help lift you up that's <laughs> and yeah. especially when you're a, when you're in a moment of crisis you seeing the value in that i mean you're the one that needs the support and for you to say i need to do this for my well-being just to and also to just be able to make it in new york city mm. that's big yeah. yeah my sister told me she's actually in my house right now we just did a turkey we, we did a pre-thanksgiving they're still eating i'm here <laughs> but she came here and she's like patricia tu ta loca are you crazy <laughs> tu ta loca because she what she did she went straight to harrisburg is a really calm town and stayed with my aunt and she's like i'm just gonna chill yeah and, and, and that was a very smart move you went to the monster, the belly of the beast. Why would you go to New York of all places to start over again when you're like broke? Nobody knows you. You're like displaced. What? 
I'm like, I really don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I think also, too, you did have a, a, a somewhat of a network here, too. Yeah. And based off of, because you went to the Berkeley School of Music as well. That was, a, yeah, that was another process because I hadn't seen a lot of these people in 10, 15, you know, a long time. So it was another process of rebuilding and just making, you know, you know, because it's, I'm not trying to get ahead by meeting you. That's it's the weirdest thing yeah. when you, when you're new and you're like, oh, I'm a singer too. Oh, I'm an artist too. Give me a gig. I just never, I just never did that. I just mm-hmm. I want to get to know you. You know, mm-hmm. I just I really want to make friends and when I want to feel at home have a sense of home, you know, so I can get on my feet and be spiritually ready and strong to start over again in my career. So, so I just chilled, you know, I just chilled and, uh, I met beautiful people. I fell in love, you know, that's awesome. And that was that he was my rock. And yes, he, and do you think it was because you took the time to not focus on all these other things and really focus on true real relationships? You were able to be open to, yeah, yeah finding your partner. Being. Yeah, for sure. That's so hard in the city. I feel like people don't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very closed off mm. or can be. Interesting. I think if you put yourself out there and you, you um, your energy says, okay, I'm going to be open, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, you want it to be, that people, you'll find those people. But mm-hmm. I think it can be difficult. It's here. Did you find that at all when you moved here that, like, people... Oh yeah. We're not really. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, really? You're weird. <laughs> kind of not that vibe exactly, but Yeah, it was, what a, was your experience. It was that? a cultural shock a little bit, you know. Mm. Um wow, New Yorkers have a it's very interesting cuz it's the, the world is here. Like we're all here. So there's different cultures, there's different mentalities, there's different attitudes that we have to adjust to. And my thing is, wow, if New York figures it out, the world can figure it out. That's how, what's so cool about New mm. York. Mm. This is the opportunity for all of us to get along because we're living, we're so close together, you know? So I feel yeah. like be- New York is a beautiful thing. I'm I'm starting to, I was scared at the beginning, you know, it was very different from where I grew up. It's, a, it's very different people, but it's the opportunity of just putting yourself out there and meeting all kinds of people is wonderful. I didn't have that in Puerto Rico. Wow. That's one of the reasons why I'm happy that I'm here. I'm glad that Maria kicked me out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm meeting, you know, you guys. Yeah. I'm meeting such, like, amazing <laughs> people right now. So, you know, I feel like I'm in a, I'm in a good place. But, yeah, at the beginning it was a little shocking just because um, – uh, like I said, nobody. If you don't, if you're not displaced, you don't understand how much help somebody who's displaced needs. Um, it takes a very special kind of human being to be like, I'm gonna help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter how without long any it takes, or without expecting yeah. anything in return. Yeah, yeah. Or and I'm not gonna make you feel bad about mm-hmm. taking taking so much time from me, or right. taking so much money from me, or you know. And in you invading my privacy mm-hmm. because I'm a, I'm gonna be invading your privacy, mm-hmm. and um, until I can figure it out, you know. So it took very special people that I met to get back on my feet, mm. for sure. And then other people that I, you know, it just you just see people's character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like when you're in a situation like you are, you can like cut the bullshit. Yeah. You know, get right to this who this person is or you know the people that you're meeting yeah 
Yeah. So with the Climate Change Museum, what and and you being linked to this this new it's a new organization, right? Mm-hmm. It's a fairly new organization. Um, they're actually building the museum right now. Oh wow! But what I love about the climate the climate museum i always say climate change oh yeah oh, climate it's museum. the climate museum oh i'm sorry I claudia too. sorry claudia oh, the climate <laughs> museum the climate museum and we'll link all the appropriate links yes we'll, we'll with the appropriate names we'll put everything yeah. in, in the details what i love about them is that they're they're just doing all these programs they're outsourcing you know and that they're using artists to send a message you know they have different artists that work with them mm-hmm. you know me included but they have many artists that work with them, um, and they just do all these programs. You know, they have climate signals around. There's a New York Times article that came out. They actually took the, those signs that they use for the roads. You say, work ahead. Oh, Those yeah. flashing signs. Yes. And they put, you know, other messages like 500,000 climate refugees, um, you know, just different kinds of quotes that'll messages. make you stop messages it's like climate climate awareness blah blah blah. it just makes you stop and when you say it's not a road yeah, sign right. it's like oh wait a minute what is that they, about? what are what exactly are they are they teaching about climate change because i think mm-hmm. one thing when i hear about about this issue i ask myself like okay what can we do mm. to actually change what's going on or slow down the process of, of all these things that are happening. Mm. I education. I think the first thing is to talk about it. That's mm-hmm. the only way we're going to see any change. And just the fact that they're using kids to that we that we did this mural with kids and the fact that these kids are going to be affected in the future, you know. More than more so than we will, mm-hmm. we're gonna be we're gonna be out, you know, very right. <laughs> we won't be here. We won't <laughs> be on this earth. We're gonna anymore. be we're gonna be on the way out, but they're gonna you know be in their forties. They're gonna have kids, you know. I'm talking yeah. about teenagers nowadays. Exactly. They're gonna get hit by this big time, so they need to know, and they also need to know how their parents and how their politicians are not doing anything about it, you know, and and hold people accountable. I think. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it's, it's so powerful when a child is so aware of their surroundings and what's going on in society. And they are, they want to be aware. A lot of these kids that I worked with, when they got interviewed, they said, I don't know what, one of them said, I don't know, I don't want to misquote her, but she said something along the lines of adults think that we don't care. And we do. Mm-hmm. Or they think that wow. we're not smart enough or that we're not mature enough to understand. But we do. Oh, so, children totally pick up on things yeah. more than we give yes. them credit for. Yeah. I think. Even the kids that uh, protested against the NRA, you know, because yeah. of the school shootings. That was a very powerful that statement. Was. Very powerful. And so. those were kids. Teenagers. But mm-hmm. they're they're on their way to adulthood. Mm-hmm. And the awareness that they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Action can start at any age, which is what this museum is is trying to do. It's trying to do. So what do you tell the students that you work with, kind of like an introduction, it's the first day, like, what do you say to them, this is what we're going to be doing and why we're doing it? I, we give them more or less, I just talk, I'm just one-to-one more or less. I tell them my story. I tell them where I come from. I I tell them what I went through. I show them pictures of my house, of 
all the things, you know, my whole process of coming here. And that just becomes something personal. When they start asking questions about, well, when Misi then, why did this happen? Why was it so, why was the hurricane so strong? Um, Or um, why, why didn't you, why didn't Puerto Rico get the aid it needed? And that's when we start talking about climate, climate injustice and um, climate justice itself as a term. It just means that when it just it's talking about more or less when the people that are getting affected by climate change, climate justice. So when so what happened to Puerto Rico was climate injustice and we want climate justice for everybody, for everybody who gets affected by climate change. We want climate justice. So I explained that to them and I explained how the Bronx is already going through climate injustice just because the air, the quality of air that they're breathing is probably one of the worst in the whole city, you know, and that's environmental and climate injustice. Mm -hmm. Have you, have you kids noticed that this summer was incredibly hot in New York? It, it, It skyrocketed and it was one of the hottest summers ever recorded in this year in different parts of the world. It was a very hot summer and, Coming from an island where I could climb trees and I had fresh air and and I had a river behind my house, when I see kids being brought up in these conditions, people think it's normal. It's not. It's not normal. It's not. not. So I want them to be aware that they're already going through climate injustice and environmental injustice. We just don't know. We just, we're not connecting the dots. I wasn't connecting the dots either. Right. You Mm -hmm. know? So you take it for what it is. You take it for what it is, and, well, we got to do what we got to do. You don't question it. But there's a bigger problem, you know. How is Puerto Rico doing right now, and how is your family doing and your family that's still there? My family's great. Um, My mom and my dad moved back when they got electricity. and How long did that take? Took, like, seven months. Wow. Six to seven Seven months. Seven months, no electricity. Yeah, we were lucky. We were lucky because my my dad's family's from Philadelphia. My dad's black. My mom's Puerto Rican, and and uh, my family in Philadelphia was able to take us in. You know, we had they had a house that nobody had been living in for a long time. So my mom and my dad stayed there. Um, we kind of tried to spread out, so we weren't such a big burden to my to my family. So I came to New York. I was couch surfing. My sister went to another cousin's house and stayed there. My brother went to, wow. to the military. He went to the Marines. Like, I'm not going to be bothering nobody, so I'm just going to go straight to the Marines. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Was that something he was planning on doing? No. <laughs> what? No. He got, I mean, and it kind of was a very good idea. It did him very, very good. I, and, and, uh, wow. We're celebrating now, you know, we're definitely, my sister and my brother and I were definitely, we did good this year and he's doing great. He's in San wow. Diego. And you're about to put out your album. Yes. Yes. Should yes. we talk about your, so I want to talk about your music, but mm-hmm. so your parents have electricity now. Mm-hmm. Is life normal? Would you say, or there's still, I can imagine a lot of rebuilding happening. There's a lot of rebuilding. I've only been there once since uh, last year, and what I saw is that there was still a lot of dark patches. A lot of a lot of um, the island was still in darkness. Um, the metro area was all right, you know, but I don't know. Long term, I'm a little bit worried. the 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 situation is more of a political one, you know. It's a big monster to like. 
I dissect. Yeah, it's the whole the whole history of Puerto Rico as a colony, built on top and on top of layers and layers of just our economy being taken away, our agriculture being being taken away, the lack of support for you know business owners, local business owners, the the taxes that they put on us, but they don't put on on Americans that come into Puerto Rico to open businesses. It's like we're being sold. Basically, we've been we've been being we've been sold for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry if my English is like weird. But no, <laughs> my English is the same, and English is my first language. So, <laughs> um, so that and then the hurricane and now the debt, we're all very worried, and the lack of leadership. Sometimes we, we, we're we not feeling very confident about our leaders right now because they just keep selling and selling and selling. And, and you know, the governor keeps telling Americans, you know, come to, to Puerto Rico and we're all clean slate, come buy property, come buy businesses. But then you just basically want us to become gentrified. That's what you're saying. Instead of putting money into your people, you're inviting people from outside to inject more money and for us to be more at other people's mercy so yeah i'm not (laughs) i don't know how i feel what do you do about that i don't know so that's the reality um i'd i would like i would like for there to be a larger conversation about where does puerto rico stand with the united states yeah. Um, I would like people to know more of the history so we can all come to a decision of what we're going to do about Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico is an American situation. It's not we're over here and y'all over here. It's like it's it's a it's a problem what's yeah. happening. Colonization should be illegal. Yeah. And it's still happening in the Virgin Islands and Guam. Yeah. Nobody's talking about it, but the maltreatment is out of this world. You it's know, still there. It's still there. It's still there. Nobody's. It's way afterthought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's way afterthought. Way afterthought, especially since we can't even get it right over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is actually a book called uh, "The Colony Within the Nation." I forget who wrote it, but it's basically talking about how black people are the colony within the nation. Mm. People of color are the. It's the colonized mind. Nobody's yes. talking about that anymore. But the colonized mind is the same one. Here, there, everywhere. It's the mind where you don't feel like you belong or that you've been imposed a culture or that you, you just, you, you've you lost identity, you've lost history. Wow. What's, can you say the name of that book again? The Colony Within the Nation. We'll put a link in the notes. Y'all, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always do that with our yes. audience. So we always want to end the episode on a high note. And so what better way than talking about creativity and Mm -hmm. what your soul sings? (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, but this was too dark, guys. I know know it's heavy. I know it's it's heavy. This is exactly what we want to get into, the Mm. real stuff, the nitty-gritty, and the stuff that we don't know about and people aren't hearing about and talking about. about Like you said, people need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. So here we are. So tell us about your music, though, too, and, and you as an artist. What do you have going on? So I... Um, so I've been, I play the guitar and I've been writing for 10 years. It's been a 10 year in the making album. 
Um, so it's been my whole journey from my 20s, you know, when starting with the guitar, like I picked up the guitar after an abusive relationship and that's what built me up. And, you know, it's the whole CD is just like songs throughout these last 10 years of the journey. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that just it's listening. eclectic. Yeah. Lots of sounds. Yeah, it's a mixture of Latin and soul, you know, mm. just trying to bring, you know, my dad's influence and my mom's influence being from two different cultures and just bring I kind of want to really bring the Afro-Caribbean and Afro-American together in the sound in the sounds. So I'm trying to bring different musicians from different backgrounds so that's the way it's going to sound, you know, mm-hmm. and have them learn with each other about each other. So that's amazing. That's so dope. Yeah. That's, it's um, like a social experiment. It is. Putting this on. Yeah. It is. It is. Are you singing only in Spanish in on the album? No, I have English songs too. Oh, but it's mostly wow. Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's on the album? Uh, Jonathan Pinson playing on drums. We have Kyle Miles on bass, Tabor, uh, Tabor Gaber on keyboards, and... Um, Corey Sanchez on the guitar and me on the guitar and hopefully more people to come. Dope. So dope. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be. It's very soothing, very romantic, very sexy. It's a uh, very acoustic and you know it's got a little bit of everything. Oof, sounds wait. like I will love it. <laughs> Where can our people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Melogia, M E L O G I A underscore music m-u-s obviously you guys know how to spell music mm-hmm. <laughs> m-u-s-i-c for those of you that are struggling <laughs> <laughs> melodia and that means melody melodia yeah it's melodia. my it's my it's my portuguese capoeira name oh yeah mm. how did that where did that come from i do capoeira i've been doing capoeira for seven years oh my gosh of wow. course you do <laughs> This girl's resume is the real deal. And you busy New Yorkers, you're not even. One, you're going to give me a tattoo one day. Because oh, yeah. You're also, she's also studying to be a tattoo artist. Also, you know, trying to make money. You know, when Ooh. you come in here and you're just like, how can I make this money? You, you just, you realize what, how, all the talents that you have. Okay. <laughs> and you use them, <laughs> especially in New York. So, so yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. And is there anything else you wanted to share or plug? Words or... of encouragement. Oh, let's do words of encouragement. Yes, words of encouragement. Words of encouragement. Yeah. Words of encouragement, man. Hmm. Be the best person you can possibly be for yourself and nobody else. First of all, um, humanity, and that's just something that. My mom and my grandmother will always say to me, but I never really understood until now, your humanity, your spirituality, your love, that's what's going to set the tone for your success always. Because it's genuine and it comes from a real place, not from a place of I just want to get ahead. It comes from the love and everybody feels that. So you're going to be okay. And that's just... That's so beautiful. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's what... Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. (laughs) 
So thank you everyone for listening. And of course, as always, we are so happy you're here. If you like us, give us a like, write us a review, subscribe, all of those things. Share with someone else. Sharing is caring. And let's continue having these really important conversations. Go vote on November 6th. If we don't have this out, I feel like we'll make it happen. I think we will. So we got it now. <laughs> yeah, now we have All to. All right. But go vote. Peace out, everyone. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>